Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, it's Saturday, June 12th. Hope you had a great week. And uh, let's get right into it, folks. Why I do this, my sons, Bobby and Jack, they're in their 20s. They are recent graduates of undergraduate business programs. And they would fire me questions, and, and then it just grew organically. I've been in the investment business for 25-plus for years. I went through the 87 crash when I was a broker and uh, got my head handed to me and uh, really went back to study. So I made sure that that never happened to me again. And so I discovered technical analysis. I've studied it extensively. I've read, I don't know, 500 plus books at least. Uh, I use the, the charts first, the fundamentals second. It's not right or wrong. It just works for me. Uh, I read maybe the things you don't want or the journal, Barron's, Economist. Uh, I devour relevant newsletters. I listen to dozens of podcasts, and uh, and I monitor what my Google alerts are, are, are bringing up about these crazy themes that I uncover. And uh, know that uh, if you want to do that, I always point to it, give attribution. But if you don't, I hopefully, in a half hour, uh, the good use of your time, I'm going to tell you what went on in the past week and suggest ways that uh, you can invest uh, more intelligently and, and effectively. Uh, I eat home cooking. All I do is talk about what I invest in, what I'm interested in, and I don't have any conflicts, so I can't be much more transparent. Uh, please tell me, what are your pain points? How can I help? Uh, problems you'd like solved? Topics I should cover? Thank you for the support, and thank you for the suggestions. Uh, I'll always do a free version of this, but I'm uh, building premium levels where we go more in-depth given the feedback that you're giving me. Uh, we're going to probably use Supercast or Patreon, something like that. Uh, for weekly calls with me, discussing charts more in depth. Maybe I teach technical analysis in, in, a, in a more thorough fashion, more organized fashion. You help me design the show. Uh, guests that I should reach out to, where I should appear. Uh, do you want to have a text like I send to my sons when we do a trade? 610-331-4283. Please fire away. Uh, this is my disclaimer. This is not investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. The more that happens, the more we grow, the more fun we have, and the more money we all make. Uh, uh, fan mail. And, uh, you know, AMC comes up all the time. Been a crazy week for the meme stocks, to put it mildly. And I'm not going to go through everything we've talked about. It's all there on the record, and I've shown that several times on the YouTube channel. Please go to the YouTube channel so you can see... Uh, this is great if you're working out or walking the dog, but if you can see the charts and graphs that I that I reference, it's a big, big help in my opinion. So this is our from the the April 24th show, and uh, the stock was at 10 bucks, and I pointed out that this was a pretty compelling looking wedge. It could have broken to the downside or the upside. I pointed out, but the volume was picking up uh, pretty meaningfully on the up days, and that suggested the potential for upside surprise especially when you had 93 million shares short. So fast forward to this past week. Um, uh, this is the monthly chart that I show here, and the stock's at $49. So five times your money in two months. I didn't see that coming. I'm not going to kid you. But, but I said that if it broke the 1444 level, you had more upside to come. It just that's the way the charts work when they take out resistance. And, and we sliced through the 3350 level that I pointed out here, which is a, a double top uh, all-time high uh, prior to this back in 2013-14, we sliced through it like uh, a knife through butter way more easily than, than uh, I suggested at the time. And I'm still surprised ab about that. 
The reason I bring that up is I think that's now support. So uh, if we pull back, my suspicion is around the 3350 level, and it isn't that precise, but around that level are, are going to be uh, likely points where you, you pick up some buy orders if you have uh, ensuing weakness. Now, I believe that it's smart when you have a five-bagger in two months to take the, the original investment off the table. That's what I did with the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And I just think it's a, it's a, it's just, it's smart money management. It's smart risk management. It's also good psychologically. You've already booked your, your original investment, and this is pure profit that you're staring at right now. And I just think it, it's a, uh, a great way to, um, to, to operate and, and manage your risk. So, uh, to the holders, God bless you and, uh, best of luck with AMC going forward. But I think we had a pretty good call, and we pointed out uh, that out in great detail. Uh, this is a, a, a update. Uh, GS at G Spatuzzi on um, uh, Twitter reached out to me and asked me to refresh this. Uh, this is again is from April twenty fourth, and I said something to the extent of I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, but if we uh, break above two twelve two hundred and twelve dollars, the stock was at one fifty one at the time, so it seemed outlandish. Uh, hence the way I phrased it. And I said, uh, if we break that, we're going north and uh, holders rejoice, something along those lines. And so here's the, the exact chart from that show. Here's the wedge. Here's the big volume days that I, that I, I, I pointed out. And, uh, and then let's fast forward again to today. Um, this is still the daily, but the stock's at 233. So uh, we made, what, 60% of our money, give or take, in um, uh, two months. Now, that's a pretty good way to go through life. This can be a lot of fun sometimes. And when it is, I think you should take, uh, again, you know, take your chips off the table, take the original in investment out, and, uh, and and let the winners run. So that 212 level that I mentioned so, so uh, extensively is now support. And it, it's just fascinating to watch these things work. We hit a high of uh, 345, and then Thursday, Friday of this week, we came down and kissed 211 and 207 uh, uh, and finished up at 233. So 212 to me looks like support from here. We probably bounce around this admittedly wide range, 212 to 345. And if you break above 348, we're probably going to challenge the 483 all-time high. Personally, I think that's very unlikely because we had the earnings report this past week, stock yawned. We had the new CEO announcement that everybody was looking for, and the stock yawned. So I don't know what's going to happen now with all the shorts that have been brought down to to make this uh, you know meaningfully go to the upside from here. It would have to be some sort of digital transformation news that dazzles people. I lack the power of imagination to see that at this point in time, but... Uh, here it is. So uh, the, the the wedge worked. We took out 212. Everybody made some money, I hope. And uh, I think that, you know, bring your expectations down from, from, from here on out. Um, my son, Jack, uh, uh, loves SoFi, S-O-F-I, likes the service and, and wanted to talk about, wanted me to talk about the, uh, the, the, the SPAC to public transformation of SoFi. Uh, Chamath Palahapatiya had a, had a SPAC and he brought SoFi public via that, that, that vehicle. Uh, obviously, this is the, the daily. There's very little history. It's only been uh, public for a couple of months now. 
but um, it took out the 1864 uh, level. That's now going to be support. Uh, you have resistance at just under 25. So again, we probably bounce around between those two levels. The volume is picking up on the positive days, which you know I like. And uh, Jack, you like the service, and I like the chart. So if you can pick it up more at the 18, 19, 20 level, better. But, uh, you know, it, it looks like a very promising stock to me. Uh, next, Charlie S. out of uh, New York City uh, asked about playing or participating in the uh, uh, commodities super cycle. And said, Bakes, I'm looking at select uh, materials from Fidelity. What do you think? And so I uh, go to the, the monthly chart here. Oh, keep going there. Sorry. Uh, the monthly chart here, it's a moonshot. I mean, it went it, it went from uh, from the depths of, of COVID down to 45, and here we are at 110 or so. Uh, so my first inclination is this is not a new theme that's being unearthed by investors. It looks, it's, it looks very solid. It's in a clear uptrend. It's clearly bullish. We talk about, you know, this area a lot in our work. And, um, and then I wanted to see what commodities that they're invested in. So I do what I always suggest you do, go to the fact sheet and all mutual funds, all ETFs have these fact sheets and go to the top 10 holdings and see, and this is really what's going to drive the returns. And when you do that for Fidelity Select Materials, you realize, okay, at the top is Freeport, Macmoran, Copper and Gold, aptly named. Those are clearly commodities. But then you go Air Products and Chemicals, uh, Sherwin-Williams, Paints. Uh, Ecolab, Cleaning Chemicals, International Flavors and Fragrances, Self-Explanatory. Uh, then you have Newmont Corp, which is you know almost a pure gold play at this point in time. So it's certainly, uh, these are beneficiaries of, of the, the strengthening economy, the, the stimulus, the reopening, uh, but they're not you know commodities, pure plays, so to speak. So just so you know that, you can still make money but I just point you to our uh, portfolio, and we're playing the commodity super cycle, but we're, we're I hate that word playing, but I, participating in, exploiting, uh, you know, via uranium, where I think that the uranium bull story is stronger than any chemical story that I could come up with. And argue with me if you want to, have at it, but I think that, that you know, uranium is playing a commodity super cycle. Copper pure you know absolutely uh, the agricultural uh, commodities sugar soybeans wheat corn that we own through tags uh, the the uh, TAGS ETF so uh, you know we were we were commodities before commodities were cool <laughs> that kind of a thing uh, so uh, here's my take I think in the case of AMC I think you should you should hold the stub if you will the remaining shares after you've taken out your original investment same with GameStop Jack uh love you can't wait to see you and I uh, like the SOFA uh, SOFI chart uh and Charlie I like FSDPX I think it's positive but I think it's later in the cycle than the commodities that we've espoused here and I'd love to have you your feedback tell me where I need to elaborate or clarify thanks uh, please share this with your Robinhood or, or Reddit friends, uh, Wall Street Bets friends. Send other stocks ideas. I'll offer strategy for them as well. And please stay tuned. Next, my themes and groups. And uh, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has been great for us, but I sold it. 
and I sold it because I have a sell discipline that I stick to and it just flat out works. I've, I've uh, gone through that extensively in the past. If you want me to reprise that, I'm happy to, I'm happy to do that. But uh, after going through you know, literally dozens of historical charts, I have found that if you sell a third of your winners when they break the 200-day close below the 200-day moving average, that it just it works. It just flat out works. And then if you sell another third when the 50-day comes down through the 200, that works. And then when the 200-day turns down, you want to be gone and, and off onto new things. And it isn't perfect, but it's better than other sell disciplines that I've seen. If you've got something better, have at it. We nearly tripled our money in, in uh, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. I am long-term bullish on, on Bitcoin. I think it should be part of that that base of the triangle that I've that I've talked about where you have cash gold and Bitcoin to to uh, whether uh, whatever the future uh, COVID uh, uh, black swans are going to be and I just think it makes sense the currency is clearly debased I think Bitcoin is a long-term solution I just want to show you the portfolio show you the discipline and and frankly prove that it works and it does work. We're out, and we'll. And I have no problem. By the way, uh, I uh, uh, I was kicked out of Bitcoin before and got back in because I had the capital because I had to sell discipline. So I really recommend this, and uh, you know, stay follow along, please. Next is uh, charts and uh, tweets, posts of the week. Jeff DeGraff from uh, from Renmac. A uh, very good technician, good guy, like him. And uh, he points out here uh, in a clever chart, when you have positive earnings surprises that are abundant, tech tends to suffer on a relative basis. I am not a relative investor. I'm an absolute investor. The whole institutional world is is catering towards beating an index. And this is what I really like about our individual focus is we just want to make money every single year, compound positive returns, and avoid big losses. And we can do it because we don't have the same institutional constraints that are so prevalent in the industry. So I point you to that. Uh, bottom line is the earnings surprises are, 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 are happening and uh, uh, tech is following suit and, and, and behaving very sluggishly. So just for a reminder, you own stocks, you don't own positive earning surprises and you have to focus on the former not the latter and i hope i've been helpful uh th this is the uh from uranium insider uh great uh, uh twitter account to follow in my view and this is the history of the uranium etf ura the older one global x urnm was created uh, maybe a year or two ago and just this is just great perspective the, and please look at the youtube channel to see this we hit a high, URA hit a high of 134 back in February 2011, uh, 10 years ago. Fukushima hit, and the tsunami hit Fukushima, and, and obviously uranium got crushed hard and fast to a low of 7 bucks in, um, in, in March of 2020 when COVID hit. We've made a lot of money. Uh, now URA is up to 23, so it's a triple off the low as of right now. And the, the point I make is, I think, just looking at this history and, and, and looking at the fundamentals, we're in inning two, maybe three of this ball game. 
And I think that a retest of old highs is very plausible over time as these as the bullish forces come to, to be realized by the marketplace. And that means you're going to make five times your money. There's no guarantee, obviously, but or more. I think you can make more. And uh, so uh, uh, my take is, I think tech's going to be sluggish for a while, and I think you should probably you know de-emphasize it in your portfolios. And uranium uh, is in the third inning, and I think we can go into extra innings and make five to eight times our money. And uh, this is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, next, newsletters of the week. And this is a new one. Uh, Share Scoops, good friend of mine, Riley, thank you very much for the introduction to Gus, uh, who is the, uh, the CEO and founder of Share Scoops. And uh, great to meet him, had a great conversation. And uh, I recommend Share Scoops. Please go. Uh, he's got 23,000 plus Instagram followers. Add to that, please. Please go, go get on his email list, refer him. Um, and uh, I'm not being paid for any of this. I just like the guy and I like his message and I like his mission, which is to, uh, bring into concert your people's values with their, their money and their investing. And, and it's an ESG focus, environmental, social governance. And frankly, a little bit more than that. When I, when I, uh, look at his, uh, newsletter and Instagram account, uh, and I just, uh, I, I, he's targeting people who are perhaps really new to investing. My audience might be a little bit more uh, 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 ensconced in uh, in the investing world, but be that as it may, I think we can all help each other. I recommend, I want to help him grow. I hope he helps me grow and um, uh, go to Share Scoops and see what you think. And I'd love your feedback and I'm sure Gus would like his fee- your feedback. Uh, next bear traps report uh this is larry mcdonald and his team and uh he and i are bullish on copper and he puts together a great uh, combination of all the miners and their capital expenditures over the years and bottom line is it's been in decline for for 10 years and um uh it it just we have a supply problem demand is, is incredible and the point being is that uh it's going to take years for a supply response given the way capex has been been slashed uh in the mining business and so uh, stay tuned it's, it's going to be a lot of fun for copper um next is uh you know copper supply there's been 224 copper deposits found in the last 30 years but only 16 in the last 10. so uh, the grades are going down it's harder to find they're in harsher environments tougher political and government uh, uh, uh regions and uh, uh, again, there will be a supply response, but it will be muted and you're going to need higher prices to make people open new copper mines. And uh, I just think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun for the next few years. Silver, he's bullish on silver, as am I. Uh, he points out it's the best conductor of energy, electricity globally. It's the most important material in solar, electrical vehicles, EVs, 5G wireless, and if you want to get to net zero ambitions, you have to uh, include silver in that mix. Uh, analysts looking for $50 price targets. Uh, we're at 28 right now. So, uh, uh, and so there's an industrial component here that is, is uh, very bullish for this precious metal. 
uh, also, Wall Street is, is starting to join the bullish uh, uh, chorus, if you will. And uh, to put things in perspective, uh, there's $1 billion ounces, $2.28 billion. I mean, that's forever. The, the, all the ounces that, that have uh, come out of the ground since Judas uh, is $28 billion. And uh, you have to multiply that by 77 times to get to the currency in circulation. So as currencies are debased, silver is a very logical hedge at minimum. So from a monetary and industrial standpoint, uh, silver looks very bullish for the foreseeable future. Next, uranium. And uh, I, I kind of pound this home because when people ask me for new ideas and I su- uh, suggest uranium, they, they, they almost sigh and look bored. And they want to hear, frankly, what's in their portfolio, uh, which is what we all do. Uh, and because I don't say Apple and Tesla, I say uranium, they get discussed with me and they leave. But uh, we're up 2x plus on, on URNM, the North Shore Uranium Trust and uh there's more to come so and and this is maybe to gus and share scoops and that audience that uh you can't go the planet can't go 100 percent green without a meaningful nuclear power renaissance it just can't and uh, so i want you to to consider recasting uh your esg definition to strongly include uranium it just it, it just makes sense and more on that um uh, the, the, the winds are changing. John Kerry is, is positive on nuclear power. CNN in 60 Minutes have been talking about nuclear power. Uh, you know, left-leaning news organizations. So this is starting to change. The asset managers that are out there are, are paying attention. This is a very small investment pool, and I want you to get in before the big boys really do. And um, uh, I, I think we have years to go here. Uh, uh, supply is small. It takes 10 years to get a new uranium, uranium mine up and running. So again, the supply response is going to be tough. Number four, there's a lack of experts. People left the business when when uh, you, you have the uranium go from 134 to 7. Um, uh, so he also re- talks up uh, URNMs, uh, the, the ETF specifically that I like, and uh, that the, the pricing power that the, these companies are going to enjoy is substantial. Uh, geologists that he talks to uh, say that we need 150% more uranium uh, than we have today to meet the nuclear power needs that are out there. Number six, electrical car sales, EVs. Uh, reached 2.3 million in 2020. That's up fourfold in five years. And the the uh, aspect of this that is lost on people is that if this keeps going, the electrical grids are going to crash. And so you need to have substantial increases in in um, uh, electricity supply. Renewables don't work 24/7. Germany found that out. Texas found that out. And uh, it's another uh, bullish point pointing to uranium and nuclear. Uh, China is now increasing its nuclear power uh, substantially. Uh, number eight, they're going to have to double their nuclear power plants to meet their, their, their five-year plan for zero carbon emissions. Uh, uranium is in uh, uh, tough places. Greenland and Sweden have banned uranium mining. So again, the supply response is going to be tough. And um, uh, and number ten is 
uh, long bear markets destroy Wall Street's interest. And so they're not going to be out talking about this substantially until most of the investment gains are behind us. And we've already had a double and there's more to come. So uh, we have years to go on this and uh, I uh, uh, await your feedback. But I really I want you to consider uranium, especially if you have an ESG bent to your investment investment philosophy. Next, uh, the City Inflation Surprise Index. Uh, we just had two big CPI numbers, and that tends to be bearish for NASDAQ. And it culminated in two Fridays ago, this, this bearish reversal, an inside-out day where you hit a new high and you close below the prior low. And it looks bearish for the NASDAQ uh, 100. And I think that uh, it, that dovetails with a lot of the other things that, that we just discussed and that I'm seeing. So here comes Apple, the, you know, the number one uh, S&P component, the number one tech stock. And it looks like a bearish head and shoulders top. And if it breaks this, this neckline, there's more room to the downside. And um, uh, it just it seems tired to me. It doesn't react to positive product news. It just uh, I just caution that if you're a big Apple fan, you might want to take some chips off the table, de-emphasize it. And, uh, and the same thing goes for Tesla. Uh, I know this is, you know, it was a ridiculous year last year, and you have to at least consolidate gains when you have that kind of a move uh, over the course of, of last year. Um, uh, it's now in the S&P. The story is well known. The competitors are piling up. Uh, I pointed out in on uh, the May 22nd episode of Bakes Takes at around 10 minutes or so, uh, that Scott Galloway has predicted SEC trouble for Elon. It looks like that's coming. Uh, so I, if you're, if you're a, a Tesla shareholder, keep your head on a swivel and, and, and watch the tour today, and, uh, which has already broken a little bit so far. Uh, next, uh, here's Barclays coming out. Here's, here's Wall Street uh, you know, initiating a report, nuclear for a decarbonized future. So this is happening, and uh, I, you know, we started talking about this in, in in June, July last year, and so I think we served you well. And if we have, you know, please bring more people to the show. So here's my take: if you care about ESG, you ought to own URNM, North Shore Uranium Trust. Period. Um, I think copper and silver are going to be out, be bigger winners than what I see inside the Fidelity. Uh, um, slick materials, FSDPX, although I think it's going to work out fine. Uh, and I think tech should be de-emphasized. Apple uh, is going to mean it's it's going to be tough for the S&P to make a lot of big upside moves. And Tesla looks heavy to me. So there we go. Uh, please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Please follow us on Twitter at Bakes Takes underscore and other social media. Please, please use your voice memo app, tape your questions, and email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com or write in if you'd prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you as always. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for much needed levity, uh, this is a little bit old, but oh my God, is it funny. Uh, this is Lisa Lampanelli roasting Gene Simmons, the bassist of Kiss. Uh, and it's R-rated, you know, full disclosure, but it is absolutely hysterical and spot on. And I hope you enjoy it. Get a little chuckle. And I will see you next week. Thank you very much. Take care now. Bye-bye.